Hello and welcome to the Green Pearl podcast. Tonight we will be discussing our trip to the Etihad on Saturday. Um, but before we get into that, there is some breaking news as we're doing it. Paulinia is no longer joining Bayern Munich to the delight of myself and my usual guest, Freddie. Um, Freddie, how are you doing? Good. We have a bit of an issue though. It's only us two. Um, I think Dan Crawford somehow went made his own way to Munich and made sure that the transfer didn't happen. So we have him to thank for that. Um, we have been linked with Iwobi, who looks like he's about to sign. What do you make of the Iwobi signing? Um, Iwobi's a good player. Well, he's he's been good for Everton. I'm surprised I let go of him. But the question is, will he play over Iwobi? No, will he play over Andreas? Or will he sit on the bench? Yeah, he says, certainly seems a bit like a, a squad player, but a very good squad player to have. Um, one quick question for you, Freddie. Is there one player that you wish we'd assigned that we didn't so far? Hudson, Dorian, Calvin Phillips. Okay. But if if Paulina didn't go, then Calvin Phillips would have been the great replacement for him. Good. Um, we did mention it was just us two, but I think... Oh, actually, Dan's here now. Dan, are you here? Better late than never. How's Munich? <laughs> what, what are you raveting on about? I'm here. Well, ah, you know, we were just saying that you weren't with us tonight because you was uh, in Munich stopping the uh, Paulinia deal from going through. Um, we we had to think of something as to why you was late, Dan. Nine. So Not guilty. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Nine. <laughs> SSE level German is really failing me. I can only think of like... <laughs> that and that is good. Uh, that's just very good that uh, Shao is uh, seemingly not not uh, not signing for Bayern Munich. I mean, I'm still petrified that something might happen and he, he signs for them. But yeah, I'm here. I'm just a little bit late. I'm sorry. You can't rely no, on the transport to... system. <laughs> you don't need to apologise to us, Dan. We're used to it. Um, but the last 24 hours, Dan, it's been horrible, hasn't it? With this whole Paulinia thing hanging over our heads. Look, all I would say is, I think it was inevitable that João Paulinia would be coveted by big clubs because he's been brilliant for Fulham. I think what surprises most people is how quickly it came about. You know, on Saturday, he was scoring the equaliser at Arsenal and charging to the crowd and, and knee sliding, but not jumping into the crowd, as we talked about in, yeah. in one of the previous programmes. And on Tuesday, he was blowing kisses to the Hammersmith end after scoring a penalty to knock out Tottenham, right? Yep. So, to see by Thursday that he was very keen to move to Bayern Munich, doing everything possible, and this morning he was flying to Munich... You know, the speed of it took me by took us all by surprise. And I can't have been the only one to wonder if this is the worst transfer window in Fulham's history, if we'd have lost Mitrovic and Palina. And I am still a bit nervous because we're recording. Are we allowed to say that we're recording this at sort of yeah. 6 p.m. English time? Because it's the only time in the schedule for you and I and Freddie that would work. So yeah. there are still five hours 
just under five hours of the. Well, I'm glad the transfer window is still open because, as it stands, we haven't signed anybody at all on transfer yeah. deadline day, have we? <laughs> so I don't know if you've got to no. that. Alex Awobi has been at Motspur Park for about, well, I want to say seven hours or so. So they must be giving him a really thorough medical, uh, Alan. Um, yeah. And then there's Why do all our the other take so long? in the squad that we have to fill. See, yeah, the, the Paulinia heading to, to Bayern Munich thing. I just want to just say one thing regarding that. I think there's a few teams in world football where loyalty doesn't come into it. I think Bayern Munich are one of the biggest clubs in the world. And I think it moved so quickly, A, because it had to. Um, but what I was a little bit disappointed about was the fee that was branded around. We quoted West Ham 90 million and it was around the 50, 55 million pound mark he was going to move to Bayern. Now, I don't know what, what's in the contract. No one does. Um, but I assume that if there was one of the big boys that come in and wanted to, to take him off our hands, we were sort of obliged to sort of say, okay, well, you know, you go to Bayern Munich, go and win, go and win the German league and go play Champions League football. And to be honest, if he'd have gone, it would have, it was, it would have been disastrous for us, in my opinion, for this season. But he's staying, touch wood. Um, and yeah, we can actually focus now on his last five hours in actually bringing in new players, as you said, in the play, in the positions that we really need to. Um, but as you said, it won't be looks like he's signing. Who's next on the list for you? I was going to say, I'm not Tony Khan, so you got the wrong guest here, Al. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we can speculate. That's what we do here, isn't it? That's what, we, that's what our supporters do. Yeah, we speculate to accumulate. Completely baseless speculation is what we specialise in on this hmm. podcast. Because the thing is, no one really, other than Iwobi, has been linked. And actually, there's positive signs from these rumours? Is there? Well, I mean, so, the thing that's happened, you know, Raul Jimenez came out of nowhere. Um, Polina himself, uh, the transfer to bring Polina wasn't widely speculated about. It looked like he was going to Wolves, he was going to Wolves, he was going to Wolves, and then we nipped in and got him. Um, Burnt Leno, slightly different last year. We were waiting a long time to sign Burnt Leno. Um, but let's just look at the so so we have had some signings. Um Stanier we talked about I don't think we talked about Stephen Bender um coming in from 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 Swansea. And the breaking news, of course, that you may have shared with everyone is that Kevin and Babu has joined Augsburg. Um and that's interesting because I assume that's related to the Castagna transfer. I had expected Marek Rodak to leave Fulham on loan, that may still happen. But I'm I'm looking at it, and I was looking at what the central midfield pairing would be for tomorrow at Manchester City, given that Lukic is out, seemingly, um, and Kearney yep. is a doubt, though I understand he's going to travel and have a fitness test. And Harrison Reed seemingly was going to Wolves or Everton, or they're all in talks. And that's still bubbling around. And you might have a situation where I, I don't know who would have played what Tyrese Francois. Um, is Polini going to play tomorrow? <laughs> well, the, the, I don't think he will, to be honest. 
Um, I think I'm not is, sure he'd be in a right headspace. Sure, but my point is, we're still really short of players in various positions. And even if we, we sign, I do need to give an honourable mention to Fulham cult hero Pierre Emil Hoiberg, who seemed yeah. to be the top target and very quickly distanced himself from playing for Fulham, having had a dreadful game at Craven Cottage on Tuesday night. Um, and <laughs> we should, you know, we should write him into Fulham folklore right now. If he'd said, oh, yes, I'd like to come and play for Fulham, then we wouldn't have João Polina. And I think every minute... That we... is true, but then... Go on, mate. Go on. No, every minute we have what, what... João Polina from now now going forward is a, is a minute to savour. Because I also got... think it's a stroke of genius that if you look at every club in, in England, I suppose, where you want to get a replace a suitable replacement for Paulinia and you want to pick the worst club to deal with in a short space of time, I think Tottenham's number one on that list with Daniel Levy. And you think, well, if you want a quick sign-in, he's certainly not the person you want to go and contact. Are you so... sort of alleging that this was all a, all a, a game? A smokescreen? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. Um but yeah, look, I, I'm i going to be honest, this was scheduled in to be done today, um, me, you and Freddie. And all day at work, I'm sitting in it and I'm trying to think of what we're going to talk about, how bad it's going to be, how negative it's going to be. But just in the space of a couple of minutes when it says Paulini is staying, he's not going to buy in, the whole outlook changes and the whole positivity comes back. Um Freddie, how happy are you that Paulini is staying? Uh, speechless. You're speechless. Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dan, I, I'm going to pick you up on that. Regarding the midfield, it's do we just completely write tomorrow off on the basis that Paulini nearly went, Kenny's. He's not fully fit whenever he plays anyway. Reed, I'm, I'm assuming Reed stays by the time this comes out. I don't think Reed will go. Um, we look very light in the centre of that midfield. Right. Are you worried about tomorrow? I mean, I'm always, I mean, you know, you know me. I'm... I mean, extra, extra worried. Well, not really, that... because I thought we'd get absolutely pumped at the Emirates. Yeah, so we... did I. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take you back to last year at the Etihad, where we didn't have Mitro, and I think some other people were missing as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. And we very nearly got something against Manchester City, and we probably should have done. Hmm. And Silva has shown... I mean, the thing is, without Palinha, we haven't won a league game. Uh, so that, that, you know, beyond tomorrow, that would have been a problem. Um, but we've also seen that... You know, Marco Silva is sort of Houdini-like in being able to counter up results where no one else would be able to. Um, mm. Now, I'm not suggesting that we're going to go and win tomorrow and you have to suspend your disbelief. I don't even quite know how I'm getting still to Manchester tomorrow, um, but I'm, I'm going to try and get there by hook or by crook. Um, it... The midfield is an issue, but I read his fit and Silva did say they've op they're opening talks over a new contract rather than selling him. So that was quite definitive in a press conference that was full of 
um, vagueness. I assume you play um, Reed plus one other, which you might drop Kenny in there. You could even drop Andreas a little bit deeper, shift Bobby into the hole and, you know, move it around. Um, you could put Jimenez behind a more rangy forward, potentially. There's lots of things you could do. But actually, the the personnel for Fulham is not the problem. You could play Tyrese in there. It's stopping Manchester City. Um, and that is hard. But you don't write anything off after the week we've had. I thought we'd get beaten by Arsenal, get, get beaten by Tottenham's sort of second string and get beaten by Manchester City and be really worried about where our season goes. And actually, we've got better better results than that. And I think the the performances of a silver team in the Premier League, especially away from home, um, suggest that you shouldn't write any games off. And I realise we have to be a little bit more into the realms of fantasy when we're talking like this about going to Manchester City. And you spoke to 9320, um, I think, today. Um, so you will know more than me about how Manchester City feel about the prospect of Fulham coming. Well, we don't write any games off in the Premier League. They all start nil-nil. And until the referees get involved, we normally have a chance. <laughs> that's a very good point. When the officials come into it, that's when we uh, we seem to go one one nil down or we go down to 10 men. But when I did speak to uh, 9320 uh, last night, um, they're brilliant, by the way. If you haven't listened to their podcast, I would actually recommend going on to their channel and actually listening um, they were quite complimentary of Fulham. They did mention that, you know, whenever we seem to play each other, it's always close. Um, and they did also mention, I know this is completely off topic, but regarding the Carabao Cup, now we play Norwich in the uh, in the third round. Yes, I thought you might get onto this. We, if it's... We, we, yeah, so we drew Norwich. And one thing I would like to say on this is I actually saw something on Twitter last night and there seems to be a slight admin error. Now, That's what I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So from 1 to 32, it was done alphabetically. And the only two teams they got wrong was actually Norwich and Newcastle, um, mainly because E becomes, comes before O in the alphabet. Um, Newcastle ended up being 18, uh, 19, sorry, and Norwich was 18. I think I've got that right. Or was it 20? So, yeah, that was slightly the wrong way around. However... We have Norwich, Man City have Newcastle. Now, if Man City get to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup, they have to then play their under-18s because they're in, I think they're in Saudi Arabia playing the the World the Super World Tournament. Cup. Yeah, the Club World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. So if there's ever a time to beat Man City in the Cup, it would be in the quarters. But we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but we well, have I to dream. Thought, I thought the natural thing for a problem with the draw would be a redraw or to to change the fixtures, which would have meant we would have played Manchester City. And we kept there was a period until very recently where we kept drawing Manchester City, didn't we? In the FA yeah. Cup and we had the League Cup as well. Um so yeah, I was kind of sick of the sight of them, to be frank. So yeah. I, I feared the worst when I read that. But they said it didn't harm the integrity of the competition because the list was published and they're confident with the draw. It wasn't like somebody pulled out the wrong ball, in which case, or announced the wrong ball, in which case they would have had to redraw it. Do I you guess. feel, though, 
after that little error that the stars are aligning that we could actually get this cup run we've been wanting for years. Well, steady on, mate. I mean, like, this is a cup run in the League Cup. We've gone past the first round that we were in it. We've got to the third round. That constitutes a cup run in the League Cup. <laughs> um, no, like, let's not go point. any further because we were previewing the Manchester City game. Um, yeah, I'm deliberately trying to avoid this, Dan, because it's, <clears throat> it's it may not be very good viewing. However, let's get into this properly. Um, the give us your predicted starting lineup, Dan, and oh, then me and Freddie will give you all. I was hoping you weren't going to go there with me. So, what are we talking about? My predicted or what I'd want to happen? Let's go for. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? No. Um. Okay. So, give us. How would you start? Tomorrow. Let's let's start with that. Okay. Leno in goal. Tete at right back. Robinson at left back. I'd go Diop and Ream, which is controversial, I know. I'd tell Joe, get your ass on the plane. You're playing. You want to play. You wanted to play in the big games. Here's a big game. Go and play. Right? And mm. stick Harrison Reed next to him and see how that yeah. goes. Um, and then you go... An interesting one. I'd probably go, go um, Adama Traore, Pereira, and uh, uh, Bobby Deckard over Reed because I don't think William is quite ready. If I'm reading Silver's comments correctly, and then Raul Jimenez up front. Okay, I don't think our team would be too, too dissimilar. Do you want to? Do you want to give yours, Freddie? Robertson, centre backs, probably Batty, yeah, and Ream. Not Diop. Mm, nah. Okay. The midfield. Um, CDMs will be Reed and Paulinho. Left. Left. Left wing, yeah. Left wing will be Adama Traore. I think Marcus Hill wants to try him out. Yeah. Um, and second mid will probably be our normal Andres Pereira. And I think second half, a Wobi will come on if we sign him. I, I don't think he would have signed in time to play for Can't tomorrow. Play him. Yeah, yeah, to sign him. Yeah, do it fine by midday. So, you... Pereira. Then left, right, right side. Is Wilson? Yeah, probably. And then Striker. I think Jimenez. Jimenez or Vinicius because he wants maybe not to try him out because we already have tried about to get to get more game time. Not more game time, just to get more clubs with game him. Time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I'd probably agree with that. Um, one thing the Man City podcast did say last night, Dan, is they are very wary of Adama Traore because he seems to turn into a prime Cristiano Ronaldo. He loves, he loves it against them. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He does, yeah, yeah. especially at the Etihad. So I think starting Traore is a good shout. Um, you could put him on the left and then put Wilson on the right. It means Bobby Reed missing out. Um, but. Oh, the other thing uh, yeah, is he loves a pass to uh, to Raul Jimenez and how Jimenez loves a pass to Traore at the Etihad, doesn't he? That's the other thing. I'm not sure our 
Fulham listeners will know this, but the the famous Wolves win at um, the Etihad were a couple of years ago was orchestrated by Raul and Adama pretty much by themselves. It was two 0 wasn't it? And one the goals that carbon copy of each other. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Jimenez put through, but they they played a one two in the build up, and then Jimenez flicked it through to Adama. I think I'm right. Um, so you know that link up we haven't yet really seen it because you know, you know the only time that uh, Adama's been on the pitch was either when we were getting spanked at home to the boys that we won't mention, or when he was charging through on goal, and that was Robinson who played that ball through. But I'm excited to see the link up. Yeah, and I think playing the big teams away, whether that's City, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, um, in particular, I think starting with Traore is probably the best way to go because, again, it gives you that that A to B relatively quickly when you don't have much of the ball. And to be honest, Man City is probably the one place you, you're not going to get much of the ball of compared to the, uh, the other with, 18 uh, teams. Even with 11 league. men, I think we still only had about 30% of the ball... 11 against well, this is it. And they Martin. haven't, yeah, they haven't started off the season particularly well, which is, you know, in terms of playing footballing wise, but they have won all three games. Um, all winning winning runs, all good things have to come to an end at some point. So why, why not go there? Be a bit more confident, be a bit more upbeat. Just, just give it a go. And Silva's done generally well against Guardiola the last few times. Yes, we, we lost twice last season, but. I don't think we were outclassed at all. And we can go there tomorrow with a bit of confidence. Hopefully, by the time the window shuts tonight, we do have a few extra additions. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom, is it, Dan? We can start no, no, being no, a bit no, more positive now. No, I would just say, just on the Dharma thing, you could also play them through the middle up against their three centre-halves. And They do play that, a high line as well, didn't they? Well, I'm just the pace is what you need. You need to stretch the game away. You need, you need pace. And yes. the other interesting thing is Castagna is available now. Castagna could fill in sort of in a in a wide right role, or you know, I'm not saying he will, but he can play central midfield as well. He has done that. Um, you know, we do have a couple more options than 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 we did uh, last week, and we're likely to have, I hope, at least. We've got to have another striker in in the next four hours, five hours. We absolutely must. Um, and I think Marco will probably want another midfielder. Um, obviously, they won't then be able to play at uh, at the Etihad. But it's about you know that the, the game against Luton sort of becomes totemic for our season. I know this last hour where we've been sweating on whether Joao, you know, whether the fax machine at Motspur Park would work, um, for instance. Um, uh, we've been sweating on whether Joao would be here or not. But actually, you look at that that home game against Luton, we've got Luton, we've got Crystal Palace, we've got Sheffield United, uh, the other side of the first SW6 derby. And... It's not beyond the realms that some of those fixtures deliver a few more points. So I don't think we should be downcast. And if I can add another reason for optimism, at Motspur Park, Fulham's under-21s put five past Southampton, having put five past uh, Crystal Palace in their last league outing on Bank Holiday Monday. So there is talent within the club. And 
you know, Mark has not been averse to to employing some of it. So, no, I don't think it's doom and gloom, but I do think these next few hours are pivotal to show Marco Silva that we do have a bit of ambition left because we yeah. haven't really shown that yet in this window. No. I'm waiting but... for the, the, the signings that are going to say, yeah, you know what? It's not just a flash in the pan last season getting to 10th. We want to build on it. And I, I think we can if the right recruitment is done. Now, I know, uh, you know, you're on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now. The last 24 hours in particular has shown just how important, you know, we know how important Paulina is to us, but if for any reason we have listeners that don't support Fulham, go and have a look, go and have a look at 95% of Fulham fans' Twitter accounts. And they're all, they're all stressed over the Paulina transfer. Now, if he'd have, the difference that he makes to us, for me, is if he'd have gone today, we're in a relegation battle. Uh, now the fact he stayed, it may be till January, it may be till the summer, next summer, we don't know. But the fact he's here up until January at least puts my mind at ease and things we we, we don't now need to worry about being in a relegation scrap. Well, don't, please don't uh, say that. Please don't say that. We hope we don't need to worry about it. I'm going to touch my table. Hopefully the listeners can hear that um, because, uh, you know, we, we don't want to tempt fate on this podcast. What I would say is Xiao uh, doesn't also seem like the kind of person who's going to down tools. Down tools. No, he won't. Not play and sulk about not getting his move. I hope that's correct as well because we don't really know where, you know, he's given everything for this football club. Um which is why it was so disappointing that we might be on the cusp of losing him for a fraction of his true value. Let's be clear about that as well. Oh, absolutely. That would have been an exceptional deal for Bayern Munich, which is why they were so keen to do it. Why they left it quite so late, only they are able to answer. Uh, But thank you, Bayern Munich. Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, Ole Honus, Harry Kane, Joshua Kimmich, Oliver Kahn, all of you... Wonderful Bayern Munich legends. Thank you, thank you, thank you for not being able to tell the time and leaving it a little <laughs> bit too late. You know, I'm not xenophobic by any stretch of the imagination. I don't go in for the two World Wars, one World Cup or the RF from Fulham or any of that kind of thing. Um, but I'm very grateful to our German cousins for their understanding. Everything normally runs on time in Germany. I- I'm grateful yes. that they... they, they, they seem to let this one slip a little bit too long. Um, and I will be forever grateful, as I said, to Pierre-Emil Hoiberg, as well as anyone else who decided they didn't want to play for Fulham. Brilliant. Um, and obviously, we'll, we'll wait to see what transpires. We may even have to have an emergency podcast tomorrow at some point to discuss the 25 signings that we end up making. Um, <laughs> You know, 25 signings. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm so, I, I'm just so relieved that that didn't happen. Yeah. But, and I think know. that's, that's the yeah. general feeling, isn't it, among the fan base at the moment, especially on social media, is I think Paulinia leaving would have been, the, the signings that came after, I think would have been dampered. I think that the, the enthusiasm, the optimism, it wouldn't have been there. But now we know Paulini is staying. Me personally, I saw Iwobi 
being touted for 22 million, which included add-ons. Yeah, Personally, I think it's, look, look, it's, we, it's we, a bit high. I we, think it is we, a bit... Yeah, but one of the add-ons is if we qualify for the Champions League. No. Right? No, so, I know that. I know that. But I think yeah. a player who's 27 in his last year of his contract, who's... I know he stands out for Everton um, and he's he's been a very good servant for them. I just feel it just screams panic by a little bit. No, um, that's that's, just, that's just my opinion. Well, well, possibly. Um, I, I would just take you back to how good Iwobi was first day of the season. He was, no, one of their yeah. most, he was one of their most dangerous players against us. And Everton, by rights, should have scored four or five that day. Um, now, but they have the same problem as we do. Yeah, but no. that's not... <laughs> only, only Kevin De Bruyne created more chances than Alex Iwobi last season in the Premier League. Okay. And Iwobi will fill in in a number of positions. He can play wing-back, he can play winger, he can play as a number 10, as Freddie mentioned earlier. He can play as a more conventional midfielder. He, he's a sort of... Um, uh, a a jack-of-all-trades. A little more skillful version, maybe, of Bobby Decker-Dovery. That's very harsh on Bobs, and I apologise to him immediately. But he also yes, has... Yes, do apologise for that. I do. I do, Bobby, <laughs> and Marsha, if you're listening. I'm really sorry. Um... I don't mean it. I love Bobby. Um, but yeah. he's another option, you know. Yeah. And, he's got and, and ultimately, he's a Marco Silva signing. And he's played 250 Premier League games and he's won things. And he is yeah. someone who Marco Silva has worked with, not for a long time, only for a few months. But I don't mind the signing and I'm not concerned about all the add-ons because we have to go and get players in and I, I actually believe the business side of the football club, you know, we've shown with Bert Leno and Jao Palina, we know how to structure these deals. I don't believe it's anything close to 22 million up front because, you know, that would just be stupidity. No, it'd be more like 15 with, with 7 oh, million worth of I've seen that branded around. You know, I, I don't, we don't know. Well, I don't know where that figure got started from. Nobody knows. It'll be undisclosed. There'll be some estimates to what the initial fee is. Um, but if it gets him through the door, I'm quite excited about having him. Obviously, he needs to stay fit. But I'm quite excited. He's a Londoner. You know, he grew up in London. So he, and he'd be excited to reignite his career. And, you know, we've signed people like Damien Duff, um, Danny Murphy, people who were sort of on the way down. And Bobby Zamora is another example of that kind of age profile who've not really pulled it up, pulled out any trees elsewhere. And we, we've made them into really good Premier League players in the most successful team in mm. football history. So I think Marco Silva's earned the right to say, yeah, I want him. Oh, absolutely. Back him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think this is the issue which a lot of us have at the minute is, He's he's not been backed that much as of yet this season. Um, but one thing I do want to ask you before we get a score prediction, um, we've actually had this question in from a listener, is in your opinion, at this moment in time, if we don't make any more signings other than Iwobi, are we stronger at this point than we were last season or are we weaker? We're eminently weaker because we still haven't got a number nine, a classical number nine, and we've let our number nine leave for below his market value. I believe, right? 
um, for reasons that were largely beyond our control, it seems. Um, we're eminently more... You take Mitrovic out of the squad and it's weaker than last season. Now, it's not weaker than the squad that finished last season because Mitrovic was obviously banned for a period of time. But any manager, anyone who watches football, banned for life. anyone who watches football would would tell you that we're weaker. Now, we're yeah. also weaker because we lost some other options. We lost uh, Manuel Solomon. We've we've lost Niskins Cabano. We've lost Dan James. We've lost other players. Now, it may have been the club's decision in some of those cases, but we're still light on numbers. We still don't yeah. have the kind... And that's crucial, because if we do have ambitions to go on a cup run... Um, Which we are. We are. We do have ambi- and we should do. And we have ambitions to finish high up the league. You're going to need... The games are concertina together quite quickly yeah. in certain patches of the season. And you're going to need options. It's a squad game now. We're playing about 25 minutes added time every game. People are going to get injured. Yeah. Um, and, and you're going to need options. And more than that, if you stand, as we've said before, if you stand still in the Premier League, other teams will overtake you. Yeah. And I look you have at to keep business, improving. Business that other teams do have done. And I'm quite jealous of some of the sign, some of the signings that have been made. Others you think. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't come here. Um, yeah. But still, I'm waiting for the gold rush. Of but this, the problem... Come through. The problem I have with, the, with this whole situation, and I'm pretty sure this view is shared by many, is we have to learn to do our business earlier. Now, I understand the Khans have this thought process of the later you leave it, the, the more bargains you get. But a club like us... You, you risk sacrificing those early points in the season and then you're relying on them to come later on when it becomes more difficult to get the points. Now, your friend, actually, we spoke about him in the last, pod, uh, the last podcast, Tristan. He put another tweet out earlier, which was brilliant. Now, the last time we made X amount of signings before a ball was kicked was back in 20, 2011? 2008 nine. Wasn't it? 2008, 2009, that's the one. And we reached the highest ever points total. Now, that's not a coincidence. Now, I'm pretty sure if you look at last season as well, you do your business early, you've got more chance of hitting the ground running and you've got more chance of doing better in the league than leaving signings late on. Mistakes are happening consistently year over year and it has to stop. Now, the the Khans have to... I thought they'd learn. I thought last season they turned a corner and we actually felt like we was getting somewhere. They have to now take responsibility and realise we cannot have another window like this because we're rushing around, we're scrambling around and we've been linked with players that simply haven't count. Uh, so I, so, someone's got to take control somewhere yeah, and it has to be done. Right. Before we sign off, because we're running very close to the to the deadline ourselves, I'm going to quote that tweet in full from Tristan at Serbian Tennis 77. In 2008-09, Fulham signed 13 players, 11 of whom were signed before the opening game. The average signing point that season was the 12th of July. That team went on to record our best ever finish. He's trumped it with a tweet that I'm going to finish with here uh, because he's very good. April the 8th, 2009, he tweets, Fulham 3, Wolfsburg 1. 
April 29th, 2009, Fulham 2, Hamburg 1. September the 1st, 2023, Fulham 1, Bayern Munich 0. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Dan, before we round off, score prediction for tomorrow, please. Uh, 3-1 to Manchester City. Freddie, score prediction for tomorrow. 3-1 Fulham. 3-1 Fulham. Bloody hell. Nothing. I must have given you a good dinner. Um, I'm going to go, if Paulini is playing, we lose 2-1. No, 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 just give the score. Come on, quickly. We've got about 20 seconds Two, left. 2-1 with Paulinia, 4-0 without Paulinia. All right, that's 4-0 then. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you at the Etihad and beyond. Come on, you whites. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da.